All right, so we're getting in the swing of making carousels. And hopefully you're kind of checking out some of the carousels that are out there, seeing what's available and hopefully getting inspired as well. But of course, in this process, I bet you're thinking to yourself, comparison, 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 right? It's natural to, you know, you're looking at what other people are doing and you're thinking, oh, I can't do that, I can't do that, that's really good, how do they do that? Maybe I can do that. And we start getting into the comparison. That is a natural part of this process. And, you know, you want that, right? You want to be looking at other people and ensuring that you are always striving to improve and be better. But, of course, you don't want to be looking at other people and getting demotivated. We always want to be thinking positively and enjoying the process. That's the most important thing here, is enjoying the process. When we enjoy the process, we'll be around for a long time. If we don't enjoy the process, we may quit in the future. We don't want that because we're committing to a long-term thing here. We're putting in the work, we're growing a real community, but then we've got to be around and look after that community in the long term. So we need to make sure we enjoy the process. And in today's episode, I wanted to talk about reframing a few things when it comes to social and when it comes to perceptions and, and how you view other people, other creators, other things. Because I think oftentimes we feel obligated to do so much. We feel obligated to reply to a comment. We feel obligated to talk about something specific. We feel obligated to do something because it's working for something else and whatever you're doing now isn't working for you. Or we feel obligated because we think someone told us that way. I so often hear people say, I thought we were supposed to. And then I ask them the question, who told you that? And the answer is always, I don't know. It's always, I don't know. Whenever, whenever anyone says, oh, I thought we were supposed to do something like this. I heard somewhere that you were supposed to do this. All you have to do is then ask the question, who told you that? And the answer is always, I don't know, someone. And then even if they can name that person, you say, okay, on what authority did they tell you that? And again, there's no answer. So... I want to start getting us out of this bubble, which is the environment and the perceptions and the obligations that we've been brought up to believe and start us creating more freely as a creator. Now, when I started making carousels, I didn't really do the diagrammatic carousels that I'm doing now, at the time of this podcast, at least. Who knows what I'll be doing in the future? <laughs> But I didn't really do so much diagrammatic carousels. I did far more what I called video carousels. They were actually one-minute clips of me in front of a whiteboard teaching people stuff. And then you would swipe across. And I had this little thing called swipe left, swipe left. And, you know, when they got to the end of that section, they would swipe across. And the whole thing, sometimes, you know, the videos would be up to like eight minutes long. They were full of energy, high energy, you know, high enjoyment. I really, really enjoyed doing them. I did a lot more of them. And if you scroll down my feed, you can see them. And some of them went wild and crazy. And I did loads and loads of different things. Lots and lots of experimentation as I was growing. I didn't do what everyone else was doing at the time. You know, the more text-based carousels. I did these new fangled video carousels. And, you know, I really, really enjoyed them. Now, did they get me massive growth at the time? Well, no, not really. I mean, actually, you know, people weren't able to 
digest like eight minutes. Not many people would watch eight minutes of me. But what they did do is they kind of saw these clips of me and they got inspired and people loved it. And one of the one of the ways I really grew my account in the early days was these videos because they kind of love the videos. They love the energy. They love the confidence. They love the videos. Algorithmically, they weren't going to grow me as much as something else. Did I care about that? No, I didn't, though, because the goal was to make an impact. The goal was to make an impact first and foremost. And, you know, I, I saw that in my DMs and in the messages that I got and in the shares I got. People loved them. People absolutely loved them. Later on, along come Reels, and suddenly there's this kind of new video format, which is, you know, much, much, much shorter that now I have to adapt to and think about. But the point of all this is, you know, I didn't just inherit the exact right strategies and then do them. I actually had a coaching session with someone who was growing massively on Instagram. He was growing crazy, crazy fast. When I first, I think, got in touch with him, I think he was on about 20 or 30,000 followers, something like that. Within a year, he was on about 150. And we had this long coaching session and he told me how to do everything on Instagram, exactly how to do stuff, exactly how to grow, exactly how to engage, exactly how to do everything from content and everything. It was a fantastic, fantastic coaching session. And I said, great. And I took that Word document away and I messaged him 24 hours later and I said, thank you so much for that session. It was really good, really insightful. Now I know how to do everything the right way. I've decided that I'm not going to do any of that and I'm just going to do things my own way. That's literally what I said to him. I even have a post about it in my feed that talks about it more. It's called The Day Harry Coached Me, and I uh, recount that. I looked at all that. I got the best practice. I got the knowledge. Then I made my choice to say, do you know what? I'm going to do things my way. Will that be at the expense of my growth? Yes. If I was more mainstream, I would be growing faster. But creativity was the most important thing for me, you know? The, the joy of the creation of the process, the types of content I was creating, all of that stuff. That was the most important thing for me. And for me, that created the most impact, you know, for me personally in the enjoyment of the process and for other people. So where I'm going with all of this is there are no actual rules. Everything that anyone has said ever is just shit that they've made up. I'm going to repeat that. Anyone who's ever said anything ever, it's just shit that they've made up. There are no actual rules. It's not about thinking inside the box. It's not about thinking outside the box. It's about realizing that there is no box at all. Everything that you think right now is a collection of you know, what you've been told, what you've been taught, and what you choose to believe. Let me give you an example. When you add a Facebook friend, okay? Clicking that friend button, all that button is, is a hyperlink with the word add friend on. That's all it is. Everything else that you apply to that interaction is whatever you choose to believe. If you choose to believe that clicking add friend on Facebook is a representation of a friendship, then it is. If you choose to not believe that, then it isn't. 
It is entirely what you choose to believe. Everything you see on social, everything you do every day, is what you choose to believe. It is not, in most cases, the actual truth. And even if it were the truth, that does not mean you need to adhere to it. I don't need to adhere to the best practices all the time. I can do wild and crazy things. But what I need to appreciate is, as a creator, that may come at the cost of growth, for example. If I choose to go off-piste, off-niche, off-algorithm, off-other things, you know, I can't keep having the same expectation from the rest of the world if I do something different. You know, if I choose not to be mainstream, I can't expect the world to change and just adapt to me, right? That's something that I've chosen to do, but I've chosen to do it. I've chosen to do it based on what I choose to believe. A good example of this is the very nature of social media. Social media is designed to be an echo chamber. An echo chamber is a room where everyone around you believes the same thing and says the same thing. Social media is designed to create echo chambers. Why? Because the content that you're served up is related to your interests and the things that you are interested in. If you start looking at conspiracy content, you'll see more conspiracy content. And now because you are consuming so much conspiracy content, you'll start to think of conspiracies differently and you'll start to create a different weighting in your head in the way that those conspiracies are viewed. You'll be like, oh, I've seen a lot about the moon landing. <laughs> it seems like everyone around me is talking about the moon landing and how it's not real. And now I'm starting to wonder whether it was real. Because everyone around me seems to be talking about it. It's not everyone around you. It's that social media and the internet has looked at what you're interested in. And now it's serving you up more content. That content is not representative of the whole population. It is only representative of a tiny fraction of the population. When people say everyone around me is talking about that, what you're really saying is your perception of those conversations is that. That's not actually the reality. All, you know, people say, like, all my friends are saying, right? Are they? Which friends? Which friends are saying that? You should be challenging these things. You shouldn't just be accepting of broad statements where most of the time people are making the exception the rule. Oh, a bunch of people told me. Okay, three people told you something. Number one, who are those people? You don't even know. And number two, that's three people. But I could find you 3,000 people that would tell you different. Right? We often make the exception the rule because our perception of the world is weighted around what we interact with. And the content and the information that we receive is weighted around that. That's how social media works. That's how websites work. That's how cookies work. They're designed to reinforce whatever it is that you are interested in and you believe. 
They'll just keep reinforcing it because the point of them is to serve you up content that you're interested in. But at the same time, by consuming more of that content, you begin to start changing how you think and how you perceive the world. But what's important to realize is that is just a perception. A perception is a choice and you can choose to believe something completely different. And at the same time, it is just a perception and it is just a belief. It is not a hard and fast rule. It does not matter if you change it or do something different. For you as a creator, you should feel creatively completely unchained. There are no rules. There is no box. There are no people, in inverted commas. You can break out and do whatever it is that you want to do. You want to go wild and crazy? Go wild and crazy. Probably one of the reasons why you're on my accelerator right now is because you look at my content and you think, oh, I can do something different. That's the point of my content. My content is designed to give you permission it's not designed to be super viral. If I wanted my content to be super viral, I'd just be hitting hacks all day. I'd be talking about Instagram hacks all day long. But I like to post different things, things that are not intended to go viral, but they are intended to make you think, and they are intended to push you outside of your comfort zone, and they are intended to show you a different way, and they are intended to help you feel like you have permission to do something different, and that you don't have to be trapped within this bubble, this echo chamber, where everybody's telling each other the right things to do and the right way to go, and everyone's sharing their opinion all the time. Like everybody's got an opinion, right? And whenever, when you start listening to everyone else's opinion, what you forget to realize is there is no box. These are just opinions. This is all just shit that people have made up. It's just shit people have made up. All of it. Sure, it's informed, right? Some of it's like, oh, okay, well, this worked for me, so you should do it. Those two statements aren't the same, right? This worked for me should translate to, so you can choose to do it if you would like. There is no obligation there. Just because it worked for somebody else doesn't mean that you need to do it. And it doesn't mean that it would even work for you. We're all different. What I'm sharing throughout this accelerator, you know, are the core foundations for growth. You know, the, the tactics, the strategies, everything I'm sharing, these are sort of, you know, algorithmic stuff, stuff that kind of works for you and helps you grow and helps you get on that bandwagon. But you can carve out and choose to do different things in that. And, uh, you know, I want you to feel liberated as a creator to be able to do that. Now we're starting to get into the content creation. We're going to start looking at carousels. Later, we're going to start looking at reels. What you need to appreciate is even though I'm helping you with, you know, templates and scripts and I'm laying it out for you and I'm helping you get started with all of this stuff, there is still no magic formula. And what you consider to be magic depends on the person, from person to person. When you start operating in a world where there is no box, so many more opportunities open up for you. At never at any point in my creative process, you know, do I ask the question, should I be doing this? Or, you know, will that work? That's just not 
a question I ever care about. I'm much more led with my gut. In you know, one of the previous podcasts, I talked about being fearless. My own opinion of myself is far higher than anybody else's. When people say, look, oh, don't give a shit about what other people think, I don't give a shit about what other people think. Now, that's not, you know, entirely true, and, and it's not entirely true for anyone. Of course I care about what you think. Of course I do. But I don't care about what you think more than my own opinion of myself. It doesn't, whatever you say to me isn't going to change what I want to do, or what I, you know, what my gut tells me. There's nothing you can say or do that would ever change that. Sure, I care about, you know, other people's opinions. Sure, I want feedback and everything. But not to the point where it would inhibit what I want to do. Or what I feel like I should be doing instinctively. Which gives me that opportunity to work in an environment where there is no box. And it gives me that opportunity to fully realize that all of this stuff is just perceptions and beliefs. All of it is clouded by echo chambers and upbringings and education and consumption and so many other things, so many other variables that, you know, everybody is different in that regard. Everyone has a different background. Everyone has, you know, does something different. What I want you to feel like as we start moving through this content process is to feel liberated to experiment and to do. Let me tell you a little uh, quick collaborative story. So you may remember at the beginning of this podcast, I talked about, you know, I've been consulting in the collaborative space for very, very large organizations for, for a long time, about 15 years or so. And in that time, I've run quite literally thousands of workshops with thousands of people all working together and helping each other collaborate or not in that space. And there's always trends behind the way people interact with each other and behave. That's why I'm such a passionate advocate of behavioral change, because behavioral change is what really changes people. Sure, there's the tactical, you know, do this task instead of that task thing, but it's the behaviors that drive the change. So there's this science experiment where <laughs> this has been going back about to the 1970s, and it's been run like every five years or so since the 1970s, and it has always, always delivered the same results, okay? So the scientists, uh, they get two groups of people. One group is a group of adults, and one group is a group of kindergarten kids. Both of them are set the same task. They're given a pile of spaghetti and some blue tack, and they're given the task to build the highest tower possible in the allotted time. Every single time, the kindergarten kids beat the adults. Every single time. They always make a higher tower. Why is that? Well, the reason why they make the higher tower is because what happens with the adults is the adults are there talking, discussing, planning ahead, upfront designing, trying to talk about who's going to lead the thing, working with the alphas in the room, and it all turns into a big democracy in a committee. Almost all the time, 90% of the allotted time is taken up just talking. 
The kids, because they all work on an even playing field, they don't have that level of authority and difference between them. Because they work on an even playing field, they all just dive in and start sticking stuff to stuff. And as they build this tower up, which then collapses, of course, they build it again, it collapses, and they build it again, it goes a little bit higher, collapses, 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 until finally they get to a point where it gets, just gets gradually bigger and bigger as they learn what the right solution is to build this higher. The reason why their tower is always bigger is because instead of talking about stuff, they get in, experiment, and do. And it's through that act of doing that they learn. But when they get in, experiment, and do, they do it in a way which is unchained. They're just sticking stuff on and doing stuff and learning and collaborating and getting in their creative flow and building together collaboratively with no barriers, with no perceptions, with no authority, with no seniority, with no roles or anything, right? They're just, they don't need to decide who's leading this in. They're all just in collaboratively. They're all building and doing. Later on in this podcast, I'm going to be diving into what's called the Agile Method. And we're going to be talking about how you can use Agile methodologies to significantly speed up everything that you do, whether it be from designing posts, making content, through to launching products and services, designing courses and everything. It's an incredibly powerful method. But it's founded on the spirit of iteration and starting. Starting, trying, learning, doing. Remove yourself from the perceptions of the world. Remove yourself from the shit that people have made up. Remove yourself from thinking that there is or isn't a box Remove yourself from other people's beliefs and pressures and perceptions and understandings and the rumors. Remove yourself from all of those things and operate in a way which is free, liberated, instinctive, and most importantly, create action. When you do that, You'll get into your flow state. You'll perform much higher. You'll be creatively more satisfied. You will be able to see through these invisible ceilings and these invisible walls. And you'll be able to actually look at the world and, and see it as something that's far more malleable. Is clicking a button that says add friend on Facebook really an indicator of actual friendship. You choose. You choose. Not Facebook, not your friends. People are like, oh, you've unfriended me. I haven't unfriended you. I've clicked a hyperlink with the word unfriend on. There's a difference. There is a big difference. Food for thought, food for thought. But let's start getting into that flow state where I want you to have fun with this process. Feel liberated, don't feel bound and constrained. Create freely. Uh, what I love about carousels is they give you that ability to be able to kind of explore and design and create. You can add in rich media to them or just add in text or whatever. But they're a lovely, lovely canvas creatively, I think, for expressing yourselves and doing more. 
So enjoy it, have fun. Don't be bound by the external world. And I cannot wait to see what you produce. See you in the next episode.